Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome once again to a special weekend edition of In Black and Right. We are still the new definition of color commentary, and yes, we are working hard this weekend. I told you yesterday in uh, the WTF Friday broadcast that this was a supersized uh, WTF and it's so big now we're carrying it over on um, to Saturday because there's still plenty of stuff out there that is really interesting and some people really need to be made aware of it so as per usual I am Jerry Brooks your host your tour guide in the alternate universe which is Joe Biden's America and the baby-faced assassin of conservatism fighting for freedom fighting for the Constitution and anything else that made America great. You can also uh, take time out, send us an email in blackandright at gmail.com or check out our updated website, which is in blackandright.net. Uh, put up a few extra things today and we'll be probably doing more over the next, oh, I don't know, two or three days. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. Okay, folks. Yes, let's get started on this weekend extravaganza. Now, interestingly enough, uh, kind of picking up from where we left off yesterday, talking about guns. And the truth about guns, as a matter of fact, on our website in blackandright.net, just look at the homepage, we have the truth about guns and connecting to some of the research, the real hard data about guns, what kinds of guns are used in these massacres, mass shootings, and who is pulling the trigger. Now, just to briefly kind of take a look into the mind of a wackadoodle leftist uh here in thursday uh, here in florida in orlando on thursday uh governor DeSantis uh attended an event by uh political commentator dave rubin it was a ticketed event um and it was uh for dave rubin's book uh don't burn this country Man, unfortunately, in Beto the Bozo O'Rourke style, some wackadoodle uh, anti-gun zealot and activist who also happens to be a Democrat candidate for Congress, uh, I think it might be in that section of Central Florida, interrupted the proceedings and tried to get in Governor DeSantis's face. In the same sort of way that Beto the Bozo tried in Texas in Uvalde, right in the middle of Governor Abbott's press conference in front of the people of Uvalde with many leaders in Texas. And yet, here comes uh, the Gen, Gen Z activist uh, screaming at Governor DeSantis, and in the article that's quoted, 
<clears throat> I'm quoting what was said. Governor DeSantis, we're losing 100 people per day to, due to gun violence. You know, you, we need you to take action on gun violence. O-M-G. Here we go again. Now, I finally just said, okay, I need to challenge this clown. So I did a little research of my own. Now, if you're taking, I don't know where this guy conjured up this 100 people a day dying from gun violence. I don't know where he got it. But doing the math, if you have 100 people dying a day due to gun violence, that's 36,500 people. 100 people times 365 days. Simple math. Well, I decided, hmm, okay, let's try something a little different. So I decided to take a look at um, drug overdose deaths. We've got fentanyl coming across the southern border like a river. It's flooding American cities, American towns, all over the U.S. No discriminating between regions. And people are dying. Dying big time. Almost 100,000 people per year. So I took a look at a website doing some research. Now this is the National Center for Drug Abuse Statistics. And I want to make sure I quoted where I got this from because this dingbat down in Orlando getting in Governor DeSantis's face, which is never a good idea, wants to bring this whole thing about gun violence and gun violence. It's like, did the dude not, was he not around in 2018 when the Parkland shooting happened? Rick, Rick Scott, when he was governor, before he became uh, a senator, was actually uh, put into place uh, a red flag law here in the state of Florida. Now, I don't know what became of it. I don't know if it would have stopped anything, but that's a bit of a side issue. But I'm taking a look at this. Now, with all the fentanyl that we've got in this country and people dying from overdoses, I decided to take a look and see what was going on here. Now, since 1999, well over 20 years, we have had almost 1 million people who died from drug overdoses. Fentanyl, opioids, meth, whatever. So since 1999, we've had almost a million people die. Now, 72% of these deaths, opioids are a factor in 7 out of 10 of these deaths by drug overdoses and this year in or at least in 2021 over 96,000 people died from drug overdoses now that's I would say a much bigger problem than gun violence I mean if you really really are that concerned why don't you just go to Chicago because that's where a lot of it is going on every weekend and it's even more so on holiday weekends like we just had uh, with Memorial Day 
I believe it was some 50 people shot, nine dead. And Chicago happens every weekend. Every weekend. And so, in a very opportunistic, really sick and twisted way, all of a sudden, now we care about gun violence? When one of America's biggest cities has gun violence on a regular basis? When we have defund the police programs last year and over one dozen cities, major U.S. cities, have record homicides? Please don't give me this nonsense. Please. If you're losing 100 people a day to gun violence, uh, why don't you just use the words defund the police? Because there are police departments all over the country in every major city that are having some kind of problems. And depend, like cities like Seattle, a place I lived in for eight years, they can't get anybody to join the police department. Their recruiting is abysmal. And when you are an actual victim of crime, I mean, you essentially have to go to, you know, pick a number before they can even get to you. And that includes violent crimes such as sexual assault and so forth. So, dude, uh, you wackadoodle dingbat, why be more concerned about getting cops on the streets to stop this gun violence and to maybe stop some of the fentanyl and other drugs that are killing people by leaps and bounds? Because during the pandemic, Suicide rates went way up. People being isolated, alone, kids in school, at, I mean, even down to middle school, kids having to deal with depression, anxiety, on antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds. I mean, and yet, we're, this clown is worried about scoring cheap political points with the most popular and powerful governor in the country as well as, well, pardon my French here, but he's a badass. DeSantis is essentially a real leader, and he's not afraid to take on the woke and the weird and the wackadoodle. So that just bothered me a little bit, but then I thought, hmm, what else is going on that the left just absolutely loves to do? Well, of course, this was a few days ago, but apparently now the uh, the Brandon uh, Biden administration is wanting the court to overturn its decision on the mask mandates on public transportation. I'm like, whoa, okay, here we go. Now the true colors are being shown. Uh, I heard someone, a com an, another commentator talking about the three things that the left absolutely wants to control. And that is masks, vax, and guns. Now, we already see what's going on with the guns. They want gun confiscation. I don't care if they use the term common sense gun laws. That's basically leftist speak for, we're coming for your guns, and we're going to do it any way we possibly can. So, that kind of blows that theory. But now, here we go. Now we're getting mask mandates, little by little. 
you know, in LA they're uh, trying to do it. In New York, they they're trying to they've been doing it to adults and to kids. And now they want to reverse the lifting of the mandate. Uh, yeah. When you've got an airline industry that's already in heap big trouble because of inflation, the price of fuel, we just went through Memorial Day when hundreds and hundreds of flights were canceled, primarily, I would say, because of the price of aviation fuel. That's just crazy. And now you want to basically screw up the industry even more so? But, okay, you now have to wear your mask again. The only people who are going to be happy about that are Fauci worshippers and mask holes. Major League mask holes. Well, you need to wear your mask. I mean, even here in Florida, there are places, mostly uh, healthcare facilities, that make you still wear a mask. And I said, uh, not a snowball's chance in hell. Thank you. I'd rather deal with somebody via telehealth than have to go all the way somewhere and wear a stupid mask that doesn't work anyway. That's just me, folks. That is just me. But yeah, so it looks like the Department of Injustice is now looking to do all sorts of things. Now that we've gotten some victories, now they're coming back. They're coming back again and again and again. I try to tell people, especially my brothers and sisters in Christ, don't go to sleep on these folks. Do not rest on your laurels. They, socialists, fascists, leftists, whatever term you want to use, they don't quit. They are ruthless, they are relentless, and they will not take no for an answer. Period. You just got to get used to it. You, this is why it, the saying, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance, is now more important than ever. You got to keep an eye on these clowns. You just have to. Now, let's see. Now, another thing that really makes me ugh, pretty much all kinds of nervous. Now, on the Vax front, now, apparently... The Big Pharma is now ready, or at least they're trying to get ready. And according to the White House, the first COVID vaccine shots for children under five are possible by June 21st. I'm like, what? Really? The Vax happy crowd are willing to put that stuff into kids under five? I mean, those are babies! Babies, folks, they don't, you know, if you're a parent and you're hearing this, do not let your pediatrician tell you that it's safe, the vaccine, they're safe and, they're, and it's effective. Really? How do they know? How do they know? Have there been any long-term studies? No. Have there been vaccine injuries? Yeah. Maybe not for kids under five because they're not having to have to take it. But how about kids older than five? All the way up into teenagers. I mean, adults even. 
who, are, who have had vaccine injuries, mostly heart-related problems, or in some cases, neurological problems. No, 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 no. Think before you let them jab your baby. Think. Do your own homework. And frankly, and I hate to say this, do not take your doctor's word as gospel because you really don't know how, you know, how much your, your doctor, your child's pediatrician, really knows or frankly even really cares. I mean, what are, you, you question them. You question them and you question them. Oh my Lord. I mean, that's scary enough. I mean, sure, they want to just jab and jab and jab and just go vaccine crazy. Now they're doing it to kids, not knowing what the long-term or even the short-term effects are going to be. You, you, they don't know. Pfizer doesn't know. The CDC doesn't know. The FDA doesn't know. Fauci sure as hell doesn't know. And neither does Walensky. And we're the FDA for that matter. So this is just more money that Big Pharma's making. I mean, Pfizer, Moderna, and they're making money hand over fist. So no, I, I would say no. You do your homework, mom and dad, before you let them pump that stuff into your baby. Seriously. Because if something were to happen, God forbid, some sort of vaccine-related injury or they develop some type of disease or condition, you are out of luck. You cannot sue the government. You can't sue the manufacturer. You're basically stuck with your child possibly having a lifetime of medical-related issues. So that's what made me very suspicious when they were trying to when people were trying to tell me, oh, you need the vaccine because, well, yeah, I have comorbidities. But I'm like, no, it's not approved. It's emergency use authorization only. No, I'm not going to risk it. And I've already had a family member, beautiful, beautiful girl, who's 18, and she developed not one, but two blood clots in her lungs due to the vaccine and she's a healthy athlete no sorry not in the mood for it and now they want to do this to little kids and babies next no thank you and um and on the same front a little different but it blows my mind and it makes me mad because this is another reason why I do a special report on my website and I put links to all kinds of stories because now here's another one and I just put it on today and this is from just the news Biden linkage of school lunches to the LGBTQ agenda holds low-income kids hostage and I thought what the hell yeah okay and I'm and I'm starting to read the story this is from yesterday this is why I have to do back to, uh, do a weekend edition 
but this made me mad. Now, reading the first paragraph or two of the story, the Biden administration's controversial new mandate tying school lunch funds to the implementation of its transgender policies will primarily hurt low-income and minority students, according to experts and community activists. And that, I believe, is true. Now, uh, a lady named Sarah Perry from the Heritage Foundation was quoted in this story. And the quote, holding the lunch money of low-income and underprivileged kids hostage in order to advance a woke gender orthodoxy shows precisely the lengths to which the president will go to ensure his pet policies on gender identity are rammed through America's classrooms, lunchrooms, bathrooms, dorm rooms, and sports teams. I'm like, hello, this is exactly why it is a war on kids and families. How many kids in this country, especially in urban areas, minority kids, who are already having problems, who actually who were having problems, their families were having problems already about, you know, making sure that they keep, keep a roof over their head, food on the table, and clothes on their backs. Now, after almost a, pushing a year and a half of Bidenflation, now it makes it even worse. And it leaves these kids, especially in poor areas, poor urban areas, and maybe even in some poor rural areas, saying, nope. You don't get any school lunch money until you basically bend over and grab the ankles for our agenda. You will teach wokeness, you will teach gender identity, and you will obey the LGBTQ agenda. I'm thinking, okay. And people think that, for anybody who thinks that public education is just fine, uh, might I suggest you get a psychiatric evaluation because frankly you're nuts that to do this to kids holding lunch money school lunches for ransom unless they get with the messed up woke alphabet people program and agenda uh, no sorry that that's just messed up that's way the hell messed up. Sorry, I'm a little salty today, but when I see what's being done to kids in the name of quote-unquote education, which actually should be indoctrination, I get mad. I get incredibly mad. And it's bad enough trying to deal with this. And if you go against the alphabet crowd or the CRT crowd, like, fortunately, thank you, God, we, what, Governor DeSantis did that in Florida. He's, you can't teach CRT or this alphabet stuff, alphabet agenda. You can't do it in Florida schools. But to tie federal lunch money for kids to it in a way to go around any state that's tried to... Um, that's tried to uh, fight against it? I thought, well, that takes some serious brass ones. That takes some serious nerve. I'm like, what the heck are you thinking? 
Oh, this is why mom and dad, the mama bears and the papa bears, I know you're out there. Really, you, may, you really should take this time and rethink how to do your kids' education because government schools have screwed this pooch so bad it makes a dog breeder cry. It's awful what they're doing to kids. I'm not a fan of it, and I don't even have kids of my own. But I do have beautiful, beautiful great nieces and nephews who are going to have to go through their education. And frankly, I'm ready to tell them, even at the risk of ticking off my, fam my own family, I said, keep your kids out of government schools. Just keep them out. Whatever you have to do. Get them into a co-op, a homeschool co-op, something, a charter school. But do some homework. Make sure that your kids aren't getting educated or getting aren't getting indoctrinated. They need to learn what to be competitive in the new global economy. Not it's reading, writing, arithmetic, history, real history, not any of this other crud. Not how to be social justice warrior drones and confusing them causing them gender dysphoria and oh it's just and man biological males competing in women's sports this is how we've gotten into this mess that we're in because we don't have enough people fighting against it now there are a growing number yes i'm glad but i'm concerned that it might be too little and far too late because i don't know how many people are going to really have the courage, moral courage or any other type of courage, to fight against this. Now, fortunately, there are wonderful groups, the Moms for Liberty and other groups of wonderful mama bears or that are out there and they're fighting. And, of course, it scares the living daylights out of education, the education establishment and now they're calling them ultra right wingers and you know somehow like these moms are going to come in with camo and uh, and ar-15s and shoot up school boards i mean that is just stupidity on steroids i mean serious stupidity on steroids ay 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 oh but keep going mama bears and papa bears you're making a difference You've got them on the run, and they are scared out of their ever-loving wits. But uh, to finish out today, oh my goodness, yesterday was uh, an amazing day, a blockbuster day. Now, for those rhinos and leftists who are continuing the foolish notion that Oh, just get over 2020. Keep on, you know, we need to, it's like, no, no, no. Sit down, have a Prozac, and shut up. Because the Cybersecurity Infrastructure and Security Agency, or CISA, came out just yesterday with a blockbuster report about the vulnerabilities of Dominion voting machines. And it is... A mind blower <laughs> absolutely 
a mind blower. And the report went in detail. You know, hidden function, I mean, hidden functionality, imp improper verification of cryptographic signature. Now, granted, yes, unless you're a tech person, you probably wouldn't understand some of the terms that they use, but my lord, it took until June the 3rd, 2022, for a government agency to say, hey, you know, we've got some vulnerabilities in these systems. Now, what they're trying to tell us is, oh, it, it didn't affect 2020, and I'm willing to tell them, bull, if they're discovering these problems now, I'm willing to bet they had these problems then. And now, with 2022, then the midterms coming up in a few months, we're still in the primary season. We've got seven primaries coming up just this Tuesday, including California being one of them. So yeah, we've still got plenty of primaries to go. And yet, and yet, here we have a government agency dealing with cybersecurity saying, hey, we've got some problems. We're finding some vulnerabilities. Now, and for the, all the goofballs in the media and other we're smarter than you are types, what, you, what this does is essentially give credence to the movie Rid and 2000 Mules and also for the work that Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow, has been doing about these machines. These machines are being used in 16 states, and many of them are key battleground states. These machines need to be removed, period. Go back to the old-fashioned way. Now, I know there will be those who will scream, yell, gripe, moan, and complain, but hey, let's remove any possibility of any cheating any fraud or any abuse right now nothing to it but to do it get all these states with all these machines you get rid of them you just junk them take them outside and shoot them do whatever but do not use them for this election it can be done okay it can be done you can have a fair election I mean Florida does not have these machines Florida doesn't. And yet, in 2020, even though a state with some 22 million people that covers two different time zones were able to get votes counted and certified by midnight of election day. Period. Now, if a state like Florida can do it, why can't others? Hmm? Why can't others? We've got problems, folks. We have people who are willing, more than willing, to try to cheat and keep the status quo. But now, with this advisory from the from the from CISA and all the other attempts to get to deal with these machines before 2022 and definitely before 2024, we now have 
a real interesting problem here because any court that will say that, oh, there's no standing, uh, BS. Now you've got all this stuff from a government agency, from experts who understand this type of stuff, and now any court that tries to tell anyone that's like, oh, you don't have standing, uh, you're corrupt and you're lying because there is standing. There's plenty of standing. And not just from True the Vote and Catherine Engelbrecht, that's a tough lady and pretty brave to go against a lot of these people, especially the mess that happened in Georgia, but that, that's over and done with except for the runoffs. So yeah, this is going to be interesting to see what happens from here on out with the lawsuits being filed by Mike Lindell and others who are challenging these Dominion voting machines. So this is going to be interesting. But my friends, uh, it looks like the clock on the wall is getting close to calling it a day today. Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening on this supersized WTF weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Gonna be uh, gonna be hard at it. Uh, getting ready for some pretty interesting stuff for this week coming up. We've got seven state primaries coming, and so there's gonna be a lot of work to be done. So take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. And as per usual, as I say, patriots come in all colors. God bless.